Yeah, for everyone in small business, everything you do has a, an, an element of fear to it. But all your all your goals and all your desires on the other side of that fear. Power to live more with Joe Dodds. Welcome to the Power to Live More podcast, all about productivity, organisation, well-being, energy, and resilience. I'm Jo Dodds and I started this show to enable interesting people to share their stories about how they use their power to live more and by that I mean to do the stuff that they want to do more than the stuff that they need to or should do. It's about creating a life for yourself where you have the energy, health and space to be happy and fulfilled, spending your time as you'd like, whether that be at work, home or somewhere else entirely. That's your choice. Hello. My name is Ellie Dodds and I'm co-presenter and today Joe is interviewing Ronan Leonard of Accountability. Joe and Ronan met via the podcasting world. Ronan is one of our Antipodean guests. Ronan Leonard connects small business owners to support groups through the innovative concept of virtual masterminds. Without a co-founder or business coach, solopreneurs are often overwhelmed with to-do lists. They need impartial advice to get the right support to help them achieve clarity and better results. Back to the studio. Today I'm interviewing Ronan Leonard of eCountability. Hi Ronan, great to have you with me. Joe, thanks for having me on as a guest, looking forward to it. And yes, another of our international guests. I, I keep saying I'm, I must talk about my international podcast because <laughs> I almost get more people from uh, Australia and America and Canada now than I do from the UK. <laughs> so really good to be talking to you at uh, completely different ends of the day. <laughs> well, I'm originally from the UK, Joe, so you can't hold that against me. <laughs> so tell us a bit more about who you are, what you do, and crucially, where you do it. Uh, my name is Ronan Leonard. I now have a platform called Accountability, which is a mastermind platform. I connect small business owners into a tribe, if you like, where they help each other with goal setting, advice, support. Uh, and just basically the, the people that don't have a co-founder or a mentor or a coach just need that sort of extra help with, with navigating the, the stresses and the ups and downs of business. Uh, originally from the UK, I spent a decade working for cruise lines, traveling the world, which was a fabulous job. Met my lovely wife there and, and emigrated to Australia, which is uh, now I live in Melbourne. Lovely. And do you work from home? I do at the moment. I, my previous business, I had a, a warehouse and, and, and an office and staff, and I exited, sold that at the start of the year. So, so now I work from, from home and, and, yes, location independent, which is what most of us are striving for these days. Absolutely. It's funny, I, I think I, I, a bit of a theme of the podcast at the moment is I keep saying that I'm finding how much more productive I am when I'm not actually in my own home office you know when I'm at other people's houses or if I'm you know way on sort of semi-holiday semi-working or in a coffee shop I, I seem to be far more productive <laughs> I'm not quite sure how that works oh that's a new one on me as well I think we've all got to find uh, our ways of being productive it's it's the key thing that most entrepreneurs and small business owners just haven't sort of cracked no. that might be more productive Exactly. So tell us a bit more about why you do what you do. You've had quite a, a varied 
background obviously you've mentioned the cruise ships I've, I've read your bio so I know there's some other stuff in there that that's of uh, interest in terms of sort of how you've got to where you are now so tell us a bit more about why you're doing what you do now I think it's important to look for patterns in your life I talk about your why as, as why you're in business and, and most people actually can't even answer that it's sure they might say it's to make money or it's because I'm good at what I what I do but spending that time of, of really drilling down into what's your intrinsic values what what are you really so passionate about so I used to run an events business which I sold and I did that for over a decade and then when I was looking to do something else what am I going to do for the rest of my, my, my next phase uh, and it wasn't going to be the, the events business anymore I looked for patterns in my life what am I really good at where am I in flow and, and Joe when I was 23 I worked on a cruise ship in South Africa and it sunk in a, in a violent storm and the captain the chief engineer most of the senior officers abandoned us to our fate didn't tell us the ship was sinking all, all these sort of crazy things happened and to me I, I for years I just told these very funny anecdotes at, at, at dinner parties and, and even on the ship I was known as the the, the guy that was on that ship they used to do a safety video for, for the Caribbean but I, I actually I was one of the lowest paid people on the ship I worked in a gift shop it was a terrible job wasn't very well paid but I just jumped in and helped people I didn't panic it was way above my pay grade I wasn't even trained to do any of these things but I just helped people so when I was looking for my next business what do I enjoy doing and I love seeing people succeed I love helping people so it was, to me, it was a natural fit, but it did take me a little bit of time of drilling down into to, to the real me and, and find my, my deep motivation and my why. So that's how I ended up connecting small business owners into these, these masterminds. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's a number of years leap in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it, it sounds... Sorry, I was just going to say, I can't believe that the, the captain and the, and, and the, the responsible people abandoned everybody. That's not how it's supposed to work, is it? <laughs> no, it's not. It was, it was pretty crazy, and, and, and it made the, the papers all around the world. It was on, it was on CNN. I, I was in the, the local paper back, back home in, in, in Wales. Uh, so it, it, it was international news at the time. The captain got vilified, and rightly so. So it was it was a it was a great a great thing to survive and and, and tell all those stories. But it, as I said, it, I saw patterns in my life of, yeah. of when I when I spent the time to say what do I want to do rather than just jumping into a business for the sake of it. And that's really sort of helped me because if you don't know your why, there's going to be times in in small business when you wonder is it worth it. You've got those highs and those lows. And your wife just keeps you grounded and, and, and centered and, and allows you to step outside your comfort zone, do the things that, you, that you're a, a bit afraid of or you, 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 you're scared to do. And, and it'll, it'll help you through those, those late nights, those long weekends, whatever it is that when most people want to give up, having your why is, is that sort of bedrock just to keep going and, and to sort of push through. And, and for most people, everything they want it's on the other side of their fears. So all their hopes and their desires, there's often a fear stopping them. And, mm. and when you've got a why and you've got a purpose, you're able to sort of push through and, and, and step outside your comfort zone. Mm -hmm. So how do you prioritise what, what you do in terms of your work and, and your life? I mean, you've, you've changed your business to a, a very different model to, to the one that you had, as you said, with employees and offices. And, and you know, now you're, you're working very much online uh, and, you know, location independent. How... What sort of why have you made that change, and also how have you managed that change? Because that's a really different way of working for you now. 
Absolutely. Well, about three years ago, I I realised that quite a few things weren't working. I, I did what most people do. I, I started at my computer and said, "What's the world going to throw at me? You know, what's one of my customers going to ask for? My suppliers, or, or whatever it is." And, and I decided that that really wasn't working for me as a, as a productivity thing. So the first thing I did was I stopped watching the news. A business coach told me, stop watching the news. One of the best things I ever did. It, it gave me um, the mental breathing space. It stops. The, 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 obviously, the news is based around fear. So you're, that's why people watch and headlines. So that was just a really great release for, for me. And I started then on this journey of, of, of being more aware of things. So I... I I listened to audio books on my commute to, to work. I started to meditate first thing in the morning. I, I just added all of these routines to my day so that I was more in control of them. So every day now I get up at six o'clock and I meditate and I exercise. And I know the rest of the day goes to, goes to crap, for want of a better word. <laughs> I've at least done the two most important things to, to, to me. And, and, and they're, the, they're my two key things. I also write out my top three goals for the day and I try and work on my most important task first. So I've just become much more aware of things that suck your time, being passive versus proactive. And, and just, as I said, almost curating my, my content, uh, how I work and, and looking at all of those successful people. When you, if you ever sort of, if you've ever seen Tim Ferriss talk about this or read any of his books, you know, there, there's, most of those people do meditation. And I thought, you know, I'm at forties, it's all for hippies. Uh, but the second I did it, I thought, well, this is great. And I've meditated every single day for three years now without fail, hangover, Christmas day, New Year's day, does, doesn't matter. I meditate every single day. Mm. So I've, I've, I've just completely changed around being a little bit aimless to being much more um, focused and, and, and habits and rituals are, are what, what get you to your goals. Uh, so it's it's really important that you you're aware of them and you you almost track them and, and keep keep an eye out for them. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, there's a, a lady who I've followed for a while who, who's on a podcast with a friend of mine, um, a lady called Nicola Cancross, and she's been doing some uh, meditation recently. And Judith, uh, who does the podcast with her, is is she'd call herself reasonably woo woo, and you know talks about things like meditation and EFT and things like that and always has done but Nicola never has and so they've been laughing because Nicola started to meditate and she keeps sort of throwing things in about the power of it which of course makes Judith Judith laugh because Nicola used to you know say a bit like you said you know that oh, I wouldn't want to do that sort of thing and uh, it's really transformed her her life very very quickly as you're as you're saying as well yeah, it's, it's just overcoming those fears and trying it. Like if it doesn't work for you, then, then that, that's no problem. At least you've tried it rather than dismissing it. Mm-hmm. There is this whole thing around uh, around cliches. I, I often tell um, my audience and used to write a lot of emails about, about cliches. And people say, yeah, I know that. But they, they don't because they've never really tried it. Yeah. So you push back and people say, okay, well, so you know our meditation, have you tried it? And say, no. Mm-hmm. And the other thing they always say is, oh, I don't have time. And, and that's one of the biggest lies we, we tell ourselves and others. It, uh, I'm, I'm a huge proponent of this. What you're basically saying is that I don't think that's important enough to stop doing something else. And it might be, you know, you binge watch Netflix. It might be that you, you spend uh, an hour on, on, on Facebook um, around. That, that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But don't tell people 
you don't have time, what you should say is that right now or for whatever reason, that isn't important enough for me to stop doing something else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And as you say, people do have that as a, a sort of standard phrase, don't they, in response to things. And, you know, if, I don't imagine you say that and I, I don't, I can't imagine or think when I, I say that either because we know that you can choose to do something and you can make that space to do it and if you don't then as you say it's absolutely fine but don't you know excuse it by saying that you haven't got the time because you do somehow you just need to find it don't you yeah you need to prioritize it and you need to drop something else mm. that, that, uh, that isn't working for you and it's it's it, it does tie into sort of goal setting that your your goals are, are related to to your rituals and your habits so you can say i want something what does that mean? It means that possibly you've got to give something else up to, to, to achieve that goal. And we've all done it. We've all said everything from, uh, you know, I want to, I want to, to run a half marathon, or I want to, to make the the netball team when you're you're a kid. Whatever it is, we we've set those goals and we've achieved them. So we know it's possible. But we also remember that there was quite a bit of sacrifice to that. And and when you as I said when you draw back to your wine and you've got a strong motivation to really do something all those excuses tend to sort of fade away mm. um, yeah so moving that into thinking about get, actually getting things done um how, how do you make that happen you've already talked about sort of routines and rituals but in terms of you know i know today i've got to do x y and z how do you make sure that happens i I actually write it down first thing and put it there in front of me because we can all get easily distracted, myself included. I, I don't have it sort of perfect, but I'm definitely sort of working towards that. So I write down my, uh, I've been using a, a five-minute journal for about two and a half, three years now. Yeah. Um, so I, I do that and then I write out my, my top three things for the day and I put them front and centre right there so when i open up my computer i'll often put in a pause on on my inbox because the second you're in your inbox you, your life's gone <laughs> your time's gone so i do try and work on those first and, and then say okay well let's let's have a look at the inbox and see if it's coming something's any coming urgent so it, it, it's trying to fiercely guard your, your time the, the reality is that everybody's trying to take a piece of your time and social media being one of the biggest ones um, and there's 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 a perfectly good explanation behind that. I used to work in casinos, so I know that the slot machines you call them, we call them pokies here in in Australia. It's this exact same concept that this randomness happens, and and you win something, and the little dings happen. So they've used the same skills that they use to get people to to spend money and or lose money in a casino. That's social media. Yeah. And 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 you can become addicted to it, um, even though you you kick yourself when you get an alert and you look at it and you go, oh, it's just saying that, you know, you had eight views or something or someone hasn't tweeted in a while. So I try and turn most of those off. Uh, my phone's on silent all day, so I don't uh, answer any calls unless if it's, if it's by me and it's someone coming in that I know, I'll answer it. If, if I think it's about work, I'll answer it. But for the most part, it'll just go to voicemail. Yeah. Because that, that randomness of somebody calling you and it turns out to be a telemarketer most of the time, and unless you're in a phone-based customer service business, I know that most of the time it's not someone that I'm I'm ready to speak to because I've got other priorities. Yeah. So it, it's it's just being a bit more conscious of, of some of those little small things, but they all stack up. 
Mm-hmm. It's funny. We've only just met through the podcast, Ronan. And, and apart from the you get up early and I don't bit, I think we might be twins. <laughs> <laughs> completely agree with everything you've said so far <laughs> i also well, don't have like, notifications or phone calls or all that sort of thing <laughs> when you start to attract people that believe what you believe rightly or wrongly or, and mm-hmm. and i talk about this a, a lot and, and especially in the masterminds is that you start to c- connect with those people that have similar values understand what what you're doing it's the plu you know people like us we, we all do it whether we whether we think we don't or not. Yeah. And so you, you, you want to hang around with those people more, certainly the people that inspire you, that, that, that push you on, that, that challenge some of your beliefs as well. It's not definitely just a love fest where you all go, oh, yeah, you're brilliant, no, you're brilliant, oh, I so, so agree. You, you do want people to push back on you. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, you want, to, you want to start finding those people that, that, um, that get you and, and, and champion you. And, and that's one of the toughest things in business is that, you do really need to surround yourself with people that are, that are, that are going to help you. Yes, yeah, absolutely. So what about um, tools and apps? Let's see if we're aligned on this as well. <laughs> what, what sort of tools and apps are you using to, to get things done and live the life that you want to live? I use Boomerang on, on Gmail, so that pauses ah. for <laughs> two hours, four hours. Uh, sorry, do you have that one? I do, yes, yep. <laughs> yes, yeah, okay is that i don't use a lot of software i use rescue time just to just to check your productivity that's again it's a free free software and it'll tell you in the week that you spend you know 30 hours on social media or email or whatever whatever it is yeah uh, so that's a really good one and i used to but i'm but i'm in this group now where they are messaging on, on facebook so i've had to go back in a little bit i used to use one of those other blockers that that says don't let me in between the hours of nine and four yeah uh, so you can you know even if you've got the temptation of opening it up it'll say oh no you actually blocked so they're the the three main ones for for me yes um everything else uh, everything else sort of I, I i can manage because the key ones between that and, and switching off all the alerts on on, on my phone that's that's sort of enough to keep me reasonably on track look i you know i, I know i still have my days where something's come up and the next minute i've spent 20 30 minutes in the inbox when i shouldn't have you know i haven't i haven't cracked it by any stretch of the imagination but uh, i'm at least aware of that and and and, and trying to, to be as mindful as possible about about all those those um those times dealers yeah, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. I, I don't use that that blocker one. Um, a friend of mine, um, we always used to laugh that she used to block herself um, outside of the working time, not because she used it for work, but because she wasted so much time of her personal time on the social tools. It wasn't about uh, stopping and doing it when she was supposed to be doing her work. It was the, the opposite way around. But, uh, yeah, it's not something that I've done. Maybe I should. Whatever works, yeah. So... So um, as far as other people helping you to, to get stuff done, obviously you've had an organisation with employees and people sort of working alongside you before. Now you're um, working with a different model. Do you still use other people to help you to do stuff? I collaborate with a lot of people. I actually find that that's an amazing way to get, get other stuff done. So I, I connect with people that have a different skill set to me and, and I, I find where we can get some arbitrage, where we can help each other. Mm. that's a key one i probably probably looking to hire a va in the next couple of months i had one before this 
and, and I'll, I'll probably do that again. Uh, to be honest, in my previous, I wish I'd, I wish I'd hired a BA about four or five years earlier. It's just if you know, once you reach that certain point, uh, hiring a BA is is such a great way of just getting stuff that you're not good at done. And it's not necessarily a question of dumping all the mundane tasks. That's that's sort of part of it. Um, I read this great book um, by Catherine Nomura about u- unique ability. And there's the four levels of, of ability of um, conscious competence right through to unconscious comp- incompetence, which is basically you just don't know what you don't know, and everywhere in between. But what, effectively, they, they, they labelled it really well. They basically said that there are people that can even do some of those routine tasks better than you and, and actually enjoy it. So why wouldn't you um, outsource those, get someone else to do that? So you can be more in flow, you can be more doing the things you love, the higher value um, work or, or just just more of this is what I love to do and, and I want to spend as many hours as possible doing that as opposed to doing the things that frustrate me I'm not very good at you know, take three times longer than someone else is good at it so that's that's a key one there is to, is to once you hit that certain revenue point is to to outsource the stuff that you, you're not very good at and do more of the stuff that you love mm-hmm, absolutely and my power to live more mantra is about um, you know the live more bit is doing the stuff you want to do not the stuff you feel you should do or you have to do or whatever so I absolutely agree with that I think some of the challenge with that is often um, not necessarily having the the skills or the interest in 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 setting that up you know as in there's things you're doing that you don't need to be doing but in order to get someone else to do them you have to create a process or you know work out a, a way of, of transferring that to somebody else and that often gets in the way of people taking that step doesn't it until they get really desperate or <laughs> or they can find somebody where they don't even have well, to play it, just dump it on them <laughs> well i i was the same that i i learned i've learned this really good hack it's basically you you can screen share stuff so you can just do a quick video of what you're doing yeah and then you actually get the person that's doing it to, to write out a, a sort of standard operating procedure ah. so they not only do they write the process, but they actually learn it themselves. And then there is from you between so actually no, I meant this, because we lose a lot in especially if English isn't their first language, you lose things in annotation, especially by email, you lose you lose nuances. So I was right the first time. But by them writing it out, they understand the process. They've done it for you rather than you writing it out. And then you just tweak it and say, oh, actually, no, I meant this, or can we change that? Mm. So that's just a great way of, of getting your processes done. Even if you don't like doing processes, you get the person that's going to do it to write it out for you. I love that. That That, that is transformational. I've got a few things for my VA that I've not got round to doing because I do usually do really comprehensive processes for her. But you've just given me a complete shortcut there. So thank you. You're welcome, Joe. <laughs> So moving on to thinking about uh, yourself, you 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 come across as somebody who is self-aware and is sort of constantly looking to develop. You've already explained some of the changes that you've made in the last few years. Tell us a bit more about, um, and you mentioned Tim Ferriss. So if, when I say to you, how do you keep healthy and all that sort of stuff, um, he talks about things like that all the time, doesn't he? So I'm sure <laughs> you, you're uh, thinking about those things as well as you know, processes and how you work. So how do you make sure you're healthy enough to do the things you need to do? I haven't taken a lot of his nutrition things on board. That's probably just a, a step too far for me at this stage. I mean, to that, I, there's, I almost bought the mushrooms a couple of months ago that he was raving about. Yes. And didn't, it just fell off my radar. You know, it's like you visit a website, 
you never go back. It was yeah. just one of, one of those things. But I've been a vegetarian for 30 years, so I was a vegetarian when it was considered um, weird and unusual, certainly <laughs> in Australia. They, they thought I was from another planet. <laughs> At least you don't just so, get cheese salads now. You do get, uh, you know, other options. <laughs> so, so I've actually always been uh, – I think that actually helps me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So that's that's probably as a as a decision at twenty to to be vegetarian. That's that's probably helped me somewhat. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that I exercise for six days a week and and, and it's not hardcore. You know, this morning, uh, this morning I had a full session with a with a personal trainer. But the day before, I just did twenty minutes stretching. Uh, that was enough for me. And I and I stretch in the evenings as well. So to me, that's that's about enough. If I can do somewhere between twenty minutes and, and an hour once a week, that just keeps me ticking over. And so it's not it's for me. It's sort of sort of maintenance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, I try and try and get to bed reasonably early as well because because I'm up so early. Yeah. And and, and con- conscious of that. Um, look, I'll I'll have a sleep on the weekend if I need one. I'll have a what we call a nana nap here in in Australia. Um, <laughs> you just yeah, you just got to. Uh, go back to earlier. You've got to you've got to guard your your, your time and, and those other things, and and that's why I, I do the the hard stuff first. I do the meditation and do the exercise first, because I know if I don't, that something will come up and the day will just go, and then you'll get to six in the evening and go, oh, I can't be bothered to go to the gym. So so I do it first and get it over and done with, and and that way, that means that the rest of the day is I feel like I've won the day because I've done those important things for me. Mm. And then, as I said, people can take your time and, and you can be pulled. You've got obligations, you know, family, friends, all those other things, obligations at work. You've got all those things. But if you can just win your first hour of the day and, and do those things for you, then effectively, I, I believe that you're starting off with that great base and, and then everything else can, you know, go to hell in, mm. and, you know, in handbasket. But you've, you feel that you've had your, your time. Mm. It's interesting, isn't it? There's a lot of talk about um, decision fatigue and how if you keep having to make decisions about what you wear and, you know, silly things that aren't important that you sort of run out of that sort of impetus. It, this is almost the opposite to that, isn't it? That you're you're fueling yourself by ticking a big a big box in the morning so that um, that, you know, you really have that sort of, I don't know, extra energy and a mindset for the rest of the day because you have done that that important thing. Yeah, absolutely. I, I used to get the afternoon sort of slump and let's go and get a coffee and a couple of biscuits and get that sugar sort of rush in there. I don't get that anymore um, the last few years. So that that's certainly one factor. We we all know that actually exercising is a bit of a paradox, gives you energy. So we know that, but it's it sounds kind of counterintuitive. You're expending all that energy. Um, it's, surely you should be tired after it, but, but no, it gives you energy. So yeah, yeah it, it it just means that um, pretty much every every day I'm not getting that afternoon and going, well, I'm a bit tired now. So for me, it, it definitely works. But look, everybody's different. I I didn't used to be a morning exerciser. My my wife sort of convinced me and said, you know, you should exercise in the morning. I thought, no, it's not me. I'm not as good. And then I just haven't looked back the last yeah. sort of two and a half three years since I started that. Yeah, is that another another example of giving something a try and seeing the impact it has? And in fact, that's um. Oh, no, that's not Tim Ferriss. That's Dave Asprey always talks about that um, N equals one, you know, that you, you just try something and see if it works for you, regardless of what everyone else is talking about or saying you should do or, or whatever, you know, give it a try. If it works, carry on. If it doesn't, don't sort of thing. Yeah, for everyone in small business, everything you do 
has a, an, an element of fear to it. But all your all your goals and all your desires on the other side of that fear. And it's only when your desire is stronger than your fear that you will actually commit and do and do something. Mm. And it could be something as simple as public speaking or coming onto podcasts and thinking, well, I don't have a story to tell or I, I can't speak on a microphone to people. All of those limiting beliefs that you, you keep telling yourself and then you try and you go, well, it's never as bad as I thought it was. Mm. It's, and we've had that since we were kids. You know, the kids were paralysed. I, I remember not wanting to jump off the diving board. I was scared, witless. And then within a couple of years, I was in New Zealand and I jumped off, did a bungee jump off a 70-metre rickety bridge in, on the South Island and because I really wanted it. Yeah. And so it's, you do it and then it's like, oh, what was I afraid of? A, a one-metre board jumping into water versus jumping 70 metres off a bridge with a rope attached. It's, <laughs> it's just one of those things that when you can start to sort of push those limits and, and try those things, you always realise it's never as bad as you, you would imagine it to be. No, no, exactly. So what about um, what you do to relax? You've talked about your, I like the phrase, was it a nano nap? <laughs> I like that. I think nano, I have one of those. Nano nap, yes. <laughs> so I have an app that I use, actually. I don't nap very often, but um, there's an app called, it all rhymes this, doesn't it, called um, Power Nap. And um, it's the same people that do Sleep Cycle. And you can set it for either a 20-minute, um, a 45-minute or a 90-minute, depending on, you know, whether you want to go into deep sleep or not or whatever. And then it monitors your movements and wakes you up before, you know, you get into the next phase sort of thing. So uh, whenever I do nap, I, I use that because I always worry that I'm going to go into, a, you know, deep sleep and wake up five hours later or something, having done nothing in the afternoon. <laughs> uh, to relax, as your question, I... I actually don't have a lot of hobbies, uh, which which worries me when from retirement. I go, well, I need to find something. I used to play quite a bit of poker, so that was one. Um, I drink more red wine than I should. That's, uh, <laughs> that's, that's another one. <laughs> although, yeah, it's, it's become a hobby, yes. Uh, although uh, I have this, uh, I use the Rockefeller Dot system to track all my habits. And uh, happy to share that with the audience. So I was, I was introduced this about three years ago by a business coach. Um, so this is J.D. Rockefeller, huge oil baron, you know, richest man in the world a uh, hundred odd years ago. And he was all about habits and and, and goals and, and processes. And it's as simple as all you do is you, you write the habits that you want on, on a left-hand column, and then you've got this dots for the, for the month. So one of mine is to not drink alcohol two days a week. And then if I've achieved that, I just put a little dot by there. So you see these patterns of all these things that you say you're going to do in your head, oh, I'm, I'm going to exercise five days a week and then get to in the week and go, oh, I think I did that. No, actually, I only did three. So I use this little dot system to do that. But uh, another thing I do to relax as well, I, I played table tennis with a friend of mine. Uh, I hadn't played for about 20 years. And then I went to his office and he had a table tennis there. And I said, oh, I used to play back in the day. And I just got into it. So we, we play on a regular basis now. Uh, it's amazing how a lot of the things that we love as a child or early teens, and then we just stop doing them. Yeah. And and it's a question of just thinking back, oh, what do I used to do? What do, what do I love doing? And mm. and, and finding more of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also do I also do a bit, a bit of hiking as well, and uh, I've got a dog as well, so I, I walk the dog on a very regular basis. That's uh, that's a really nice way to relax, just mm-hmm. seeing him sprinting and, and rolling around in the grass. So they're, they're my key key relaxing things. 
I love the fact you say you haven't got any hobbies and then you're talking about, you know, you take your dog for a walk, you play table tennis. <laughs> you have got a few hobbies. <laughs> I don't have one of those, you know, immersed hobbies where you've got a man shed and you you build little model aeroplanes or you're fascinated by antiques and you go antiquing all weekend. So I don't have what I consider a genuine hobby, but, but I do find ways to relax. <laughs> yeah, I think those things are overrated. <laughs> So, you know, um, uh, I love the Rockefeller uh, dot idea. I think you said there was a um, a resource for that, so um, we can put a link in the show notes to that, can't we? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll share that. That's, yeah. uh, it's, it's 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 so simple and yet so so effective. Yeah, um, it's, it's, it's amazing. Yeah, lovely. So, what about um, learning and improving yourself? You're you're clearly doing that. You've mentioned um, a book or two on the way through. Have you got books, podcasts, other resources that uh, that you recommend? Yeah, well, once I start, stopped watching the news, I, I then decided to, to, to join Audible. So that was one of my, my first things. So I, I regularly use Audible. I use Blinkist as well, just for those snippets of books. Yeah. Uh, that's a really good way of just, um, to be honest, it's not it's not particularly in-depth. And and I've, I've read some of the books in full and, and listened to, to Blinkist and gone, well, that's a very poor reflection yeah. of, of the book. So it's not great, but it is a good way of just turning through quite a few snippets of things and then going okay that that sounds like a great story i'll go and i'll go and read the book buy the book yes uh my biggest book that i recommend to everybody is psycho cybernetics by maxwell maltz have you uh, heard of it joe i have yes i did read it a long yes. time ago probably i should re revisit it now you've mentioned it again <laughs> yeah that's that's my, my that for me that was a game changer just to just to learn how this plastic surgeon became fascinated by the, the mind and how he would operate on people and, and some people would have no effect and others it would be transformational to them. Mm. And he ended up being the, the doyen or the father of just about any sort of self-help idea. I think from Tony Robbins to all these sports psychologists, they're all, they're all standing on the shoulder of giants, which is Maxwell Maltz. And his book is just phenomenal just to sort of understand how, and start to understand how the mind works and how we play these terrible tricks on ourselves saying that we're not good enough, we're not worthy or... Uh, and, and you can you can catch yourself doing that, and you can you can change a lot of those things that you think are permanent about you and who you are. And, and he and he shows you practical ways to to, to realign to, to certain things and, and become almost a almost a different person. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great recommendation. I'm like, yes, I must revisit. Now you've reminded me. <laughs> Lovely. So you've talked about. Um, habits and, and routines um i know it's something that that's really key for you um tell us more about uh, your thoughts on 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 that it, it's the habits and, and, and rituals are, are what set you free we we all have these goals uh, and, and goal is just a thought bubble it's a it's a it's a big idea and I, I really want to achieve this whether it's dollars or i know i want i want to go away to to to, to Europe for six weeks or quit my job or travel the world, whatever it is. They're just, they're just, they're just thought bubbles. It's the, the habits and the rituals you've set in place, which will get you to there. So you break it down into a, to a goal. So if it's going to be traveling, you need a certain amount of money. So then you start saying, okay, how do I do that? Well, I need to save this amount each week. That becomes a habit or a ritual. If you've got a, if you want to, you want to be fitter it's not a question of saying well not all or nothing i'm, I'm going to exercise and seven days a week and i'm suddenly going to be fitter you just got to build up 
that 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 ritual of exercising on a regular basis maybe it's twice a week you build up three to four whatever it is so all these habits and rituals and we all say look uh, uh, i couldn't do that we're actually really good at habits we're we're habitual people we we do things again and again all the time it just becomes second nature so you don't even think about it everything from from driving to brushing your teeth to putting your left shoe on first and putting your right we do all those things and yet when it comes to a new habit we'd say oh, i couldn't possibly do that and it's only the fact that you just haven't uh, practiced it on a consistent basis for a certain amount of time until it becomes just second nature to you mm-hmm. and and so, so my, my phrase is always, you know, habits and, and habits and rituals trump goals every single time because your goal needs to be broken down into some kind of habit and ritual which will get you there. Yeah. And when you, when you understand that and when you put it into practice, all of a sudden these goals that you didn't think were attainable or you hadn't achieved before, you actually managed to achieve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's so true. As you say, you can set a whole host of goals, but if you don't actually move towards them on a regular basis, you're never going to get there, are you? Yeah, and it's just just routine. Mm-hmm. Lovely. So, what about if things don't go right? If you have a bad day, if it all goes horribly wrong, we've we've said you've done your first two things of the morning, so that, that that's that's the good bit. <laughs> but what what about if the rest of the day does go wrong? How do you deal with that? Uh, look, I I used to I used to have this thing called Monday itis. My wife knew it was Monday because I'd come home and I'm really really grumpy. She goes Monday, isn't it? Yeah. So I used to have that. Between sort of meditation and, and uh, gratitude journal, I actually have very few poor days. I, I'm, I'm no saint. I do have those sort of days where things just haven't gone right. Uh, but but I'm a lot more grounded uh, these days and a lot more forgiving of myself. Uh, and I think a lot of us are very, very hard on ourselves. We're probably harder than our, our worst critics. We, we beat ourselves up all the time. Mm. So I'm, I'm trying to learn to just give myself a bit more permission to to fail to to, to not um not worry if, if things don't go well and it's an ongoing process you know i haven't mastered it uh, it's sort of a tough day at the start of the week where really really wasn't happy but the the the, the gratitude journal which is 10 seconds i write three things i'm grateful for just before i go to bed and that just sort of resets me for for the next day uh, and it, it comes a little bit hard to find three things sometimes, especially day in, day out. But it, you can find gratitude everywhere. Uh, we, I, I believe that we don't have enough in our lives. We're, we're always focused on things we don't have and the things have gone wrong. Um, and that's partly because we're hardwired to look for those, those, those negative things. So having that, just that small amount of gratitude each day is, is an amazing feeling. And in my masterminds, the first thing we do is we talk about one thing we're grateful for at the start. And we also talk about our wins for the, for our business because business is all about solving problems. So we're, we're constantly looking for our problems. How do we grow? How do we, how do we change what we're doing here? How do we get the new website built? All those other things. How do we service our clients? All those problems, day in, day out, that's all we look for. Mm. And we're not celebrating the wins. Oh, I got a great new client this week or, uh, you know, I had a, had, a, had a thank you card from somebody. Whatever it is, we're, we're just... We're just not even focusing on those. And, and what's the point? If, if we're in business only to look forward to what's my next goal, where's my you know, next 20 grand coming from or whatever it is, and not celebrating the journey and, and, and the small wins on the way, you get to the end and go, well, was it worth it? And, and the answer for a lot of people is no. no. Nobody gets to their deathbed 
and says, oh, I wish I worked harder. You know, they don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but at the time, they're, they're sucked into that. So, yeah, I, I just look for a bit more gratitude. And, and I'm not there yet, but I, it's definitely something that, that again is one of my habits. Mm, I agree. I think it makes a massive difference. I've certainly noticed that this year doing using the five minute journal myself, it is made, it has made a difference for sure. So what about those days when you end the day knowing that you've had the chance to live more? And by that, I, I mean, do more of the stuff you want to do and not the stuff that you feel you should do or you have to do. What, what's that day look like for you? In the mastermind group, I just, I just love the, connectivity of, of seeing people come with ideas and helping other people or something that's been in, implemented the week before and they come back and say, oh, that worked, I, this happened, I got this result. So my perfect day is just seeing more of that where I'm connecting to really interesting people. What I really enjoy about the masterminds is that uh, there is no one guru. I, I'm not preaching there. I, I facilitate them and I've got plenty of business experience, more business experience, but it's not about me, it's about the collective of, and, and that's letting the ego go a little bit and say, okay, I don't care who comes up with a great answer or who comes up with some great advice. As long as somebody has, comes with a problem and, and, is, and it's solved by, or they're given some great advice by people that know, like, and trust them, then that's, that's a great feeling to see those people succeed. Yeah. So to get more in flow like that, you know, we're, we're, always, we're always looking for flow. We're looking for spending more of your day in that zone where you just love doing what you do and the, and the time goes, that that's what I'm always trying to work towards and and, 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 and enjoy those moments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Lovely. Thank you, Ronan. It's been great interviewing you and um, and being aligned on so many areas and also getting some uh, some top tips. So I'm definitely off to do the outsourcing thing that we, we talked about. Uh, so, <laughs> so great to have you join me. And tell people how they can find out more about you and how they connect with you. Sure. Uh, my website is eCountability.io. So it's a play on words from accountability because I, I feel that we often lack a little bit of accountability sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, not the sexiest word, but there you go. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. It's just Ronan Leonard, uh, R-O-N-L-E-O-N-E-A-R-D. Uh, also a little bit on Twitter and, and Facebook, predominantly LinkedIn or the website if you want any questions I can help you with. Lovely. Thank you. No worries. Uh, thanks for having me on the show, Joe. All this information is available in the show notes. If you use the link powertolivemore.com forward slash, in this case, 66, that'll take you to the show notes. We're just going into the summer now. Uh, schools are going to be breaking up in a couple of weeks' time. And I know lots of people start to think about getting a bit organised and sorting themselves out a bit over the summer break, depending, obviously, on uh, whether you've got children or not and how your summer holidays fit together and everything else. But leading into September, I think many of us do the whole back-to-school thing in our heads just from uh, when we were children ourselves, whether we've got children ourselves now or not. Uh, and so it might be a time for you to be thinking about your life and simplifying it and trying to work out how you can get to, to live more. So that's why I talk about doing more of the things that you want to do and less of the things that you feel you should do or you have to do. And, and in order to do that, one of the first steps is to start thinking about how you simplify your life by thinking about the things that you do want to be doing, the things that you don't want to be doing, and then working out how you can align your activity with those things. If that sounds like you, if you're starting to think about getting a bit more organised over the summer and heading into September with that back to school feed, 
feeling, then you might be interested in uh, investing in my course, Simplify Your Life and Get to Do More of What You Want. And if you want to find out more about that, you can go to engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash simplify. So hop over there, have a look, see what uh, it involves and what it includes and whether you think it might help you to really take that action that you want to take over the summer and into September. If you want to do something a bit more in depth with a group of people, uh, then you might be interested in one of my mastermind groups coming up in September, or you might want to do some one-to-one work with me. In either of those cases, then just drop me a line, joe at joedodds.com, and we can have a chat and see how I might be able to help you. But as I said, otherwise, you might want to hop over to engagementandwellbeing.com forward slash simplify. And again, the show notes for this show are at powertolivemore.com forward slash 66. And we look forward to speaking to you next week. Use your power to live more. 